Okay, so for some time now, Pastor Sam has been uh, sharing with us, you can do a little bit more. You can do a little bit more. Uh, and so, this morning I am uh, continuing this, this same series. You can do a little bit more. But I'm taking it uh, a step further, okay? So, I have titled my message for this morning, You Can Move a Little Further in Your Christian Life. You can move a little further in your Christian life. You can move a little further in your Christian life. Hallelujah. I believe that God wants our Christianity to, 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 to move a step further. I'm sure that the kind of Christianity that God is actually expecting from us, is, is, is not, we are not yet there. We are not yet there where God really wants us to be. I believe that you yourself, as you assess your life, if, if you compare your Christian life to, to what has been achieved so far, last Friday, for instance, I was, uh, I, was, I was leading a prayer, and I was saying that Jesus said, when, uh, Jesus said to us when he was on earth, that if you believe in me, the works that I do, you shall do, and greater works than these shall you do. That is what Jesus told us. If we are Christians, if we are the people that he said this to, that if you believe in me, the works that I do, you shall do, and greater works than this shall you do. Then if we want to assess ourselves as Christians, we should assess ourselves according to the standard Jesus has set for us. You understand what I'm saying? He said that, and these signs shall follow them that believe. In my name, they shall cast out devils. They shall heal the sick. They shall raise the dead. If they drink any deadly thing, it shall not hurt them. If, if, if we say we are Christians and we want to assess our Christianity, we need to assess ourselves according to the standard Jesus has set for us. That is the only way we will know whether we are really living the Christian life, the actual Christian life, practicing the actual Christianity Jesus is expecting from us or we are doing less of God's expectation. Hallelujah. Each and every day, if, if you are good, a good Christian, that should be your concern. Whether I'm really meeting what God is expecting from me or not. And I believe that as a church, as any church, anytime God gathers a people and calls them a church, there's a unique assignment that they need to accomplish. In any society that the church finds itself, in any city that the church finds itself, there is a mission for the church to accomplish. There's a unique agenda for every church in, in this generation. So in this generation, if you look around, we have a number of churches. If you look just uh, at, at right, there's a church here, there's a church here. So we have a number of churches. I don't think that God would just create all these churches just like that, just, just, just for the fun of it. If God is creating all these churches, there is a unique mission for each of these churches in this generation. And the impact of these missions must be felt. Hallelujah. God is great. God is infinite. God is very big. If God is trying to reveal himself unto man, and that is exactly what he's trying to do. Because for some time now, man, has not, uh, man hasn't known God. If you read John chapter 1, verse 8, the Bible says that no man has seen God at any time, but the only begotten son of the father, he has made him known. Excellent. Keep it there. 18, 18. No man has seen God at any time. The only begotten son, which is in the bosom of the father, he had declared him. He had made him known. He had manifested him. 
Do you understand what I'm saying? God is a spirit. God is invisible. Man cannot see God. Yet God wants to relate with man as a father and his children. But God is a spirit and man is unable to see him. So the only begotten son of the father, the son who came, he came so that man will see God. Man will know how God is. And so if we are children of God, because he says that as many as believe in him, they that believe in uh, as many as receive him, they that believe in his name, John chapter 1, uh, verse 12, isn't it? As many as receive him, they that believe in his name, to them gave him power to become children of God. If we are here because we have believed in the name of Jesus, then it means we are children of God. So no man has seen God at any time. But the children of God, the church of God, they have made him known. If this generation doesn't know God, if this generation doesn't see the reason why they should come to church, they do not see the reason why they should serve God. And we are here as the church of God. We are here as the children of God. Our responsibility is to make him known. It's to manifest him to the, to the world. It's to manifest God, make God known unto his church. Ephesians chapter 3, verse 8 and 9. Unto me, who am less than the least of all the saints, is this grace given that I should preach among the Gentiles the unsearchable riches of Christ. Hallelujah. This is Paul speaking. And to make all men see what is the fellowship of the mystery which from the beginning of the world had been hidden God who created all things by Jesus Christ. To the in wait a minute, go back, go back to Okay, let me read from here. Reading from verse 8 again. Unto me, who am less than the least of all the saints, is this grace given? This is Paul talking about the grace, the assignment, the mission that has been given unto him. That I should preach among the Gentiles the unsettable riches of Christ. The Gentiles here, in those times, at, at the beginning, God, when God started dealing with men, when God try, started trying to restore his fellowship with man okay he started with abraham and so he made a covenant with the descendants of abraham and so the descendants of abraham became god's own people now, now when the fullness of time was come and god's salvation plan was fully realized through jesus christ now this invitation was extended to all other nations so at first apart from the jews apart from the israelites all other nat nations were called Gentiles. They were not the people of God. Do you understand it? But now, after the death of Jesus, that's the reason why after Jesus came, resurrected, he said that all power in heaven and on earth has been given unto me. Therefore, go into all nations, make disciples of all nations. Go and preach the good news to all nations because Jesus' Jesus's sacrifice, Jesus' death was what made way for the gospel to reach all nations. Hallelujah. So he says that I should preach among the Gentiles, to preach among all nations the unsearchable riches of Christ. Means that they are great riches in Christ. They are great treasures. They are mighty, marvelous treasures in Christ that God really wants to make known unto his children. Every father loves his children. Every father wants to give good gifts unto his children. 
He says that you, if you, sinful as you are, know how to give good gifts unto your children, how much more your heavenly father who is in heaven. If God is a good father, as we know, then we know that he has a lot of wonderful things that he really wants to show to his children. He really wants the opportunity to hold his children in his arms to really show them love. He really wants that opportunity. If you look around you, you really understand that indeed he is God of love. If you look at the beautiful trees he has created, the nice flowers he has decorated, the beautiful bears he had taken his time to combine different colors to make, oh my, he's trying to make creation so wonderful for you and I, you will know that he is really God of love. He really loves and really cares for us. And he really wants the opportunity to really show us how much he loves us. He really wants the opportunity to display all these great treasures unto us. And to make all men see what is the fellowship of the mystery, which from the beginning of the world had been hid in God, who created all things by Jesus Christ. Verse 10. To the intent that now unto the principalities and powers in the heavenly places might be made known by the church the manifold wisdom of God. Hallelujah. To the intent that now unto the principalities and powers in heavenly places might be made known by the church the manifold wisdom of God according to the eternal purpose which he purposed in Christ Jesus our Lord. Hallelujah. Emphasis on verse 10. Now this is the mission God has given unto the church to the intent that now unto the principalities and powers in the heavenly places might be made known by the church. Who is the church? Hallelujah. The church is the body of Christ. The church is you and I. We are the church. We make up the church. And this is God's intention for the church. This is God's intention for you and I. If we are Christians, we need to understand God's intention for the church. What God is expected from us. The reason why he has brought us here. He has brought us together. So that we assess ourselves to see whether we are meeting this intention. Hallelujah. Might be made known by the church the manifold wisdom of God. God wants to make known to the world, unto all the principalities and powers, all the, all the powers, his great wisdom, his majesty, his sovereignty, his excellence, his beauty through you. Hallelujah. You are the one through whom God is displaying his wisdom. It is through you that God is displaying his excellences. He's displaying his beauty, his glory through your life. He wants to use your life as, as, as a script, as his script that he is unfolding to the world. Do you understand it? If, if God wants to show the world how great he is, how mighty he is, how wonderful he is, how loving he is, he wants to use your life to show it. He wants to use your life to display it. So that through all the changing scenes of your life, through all the situations, whether good or bad, all the changing scenes, God is actually using them to show the world how mighty, how wonderful he is. So that the world will look at your story, the world will look at your life and say, wow, indeed there is God in this land. No man has seen God. This generation doesn't know God. No man has seen God, but the only begotten son of the father. He has made him known. No man has seen God, but the children of God, we the church, we have made him known. So that our lives shall make the world know that there is God here. To make the world know that 
there is a great God. Hallelujah. Let's read Daniel chapter 5, verse 11. I want to show you something about how God, how Daniel allowed himself to be used by God to. Hallelujah. Daniel chapter 5, verse 11. There is a man in thy kingdom in whom is the spirit of the Holy Ghost. There is a man in thy kingdom. At that time, it was the Babylonian Empire at a a point in history became a very powerful empire. And that empire overcame so many uh, regions, so many countries. Now, in those times, the people of God, the Israelites, they were disobeying God so much, and God was getting angry with them. God tried to warn them a number of times through his prophets, especially Jeremiah, warning them. If you read Jeremiah, you, 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 you know what I'm talking about. Warning them ab- that if they don't stop, there is an attack coming from the north. We're talking about the Babylonian uh, uh, empire. And because the Israelites, they did not listen to the advice, the warnings that God was giving, eventually the attack came to pass. They were captured, and that is how come some young people of God like Daniel, Shadrach, Meshach, Abednego, they were captured, and they became servants for King Nebuchadnezzar in the Babylonian Empire. Now, because these people, even though they found themselves in a strange land, they decided to keep themselves apart from for God. If you read Daniel chapter 1 verse 8, the Bible says that Daniel purposed in his heart not to defile himself with the king's food and drink. He and his friends, they decided not to allow anything in that kingdom to affect them. So Daniel decided to make his God known into the, uh, known unto the people. He decided to separate himself from the influence of that kingdom. And because of that, Daniel and his friends, through them, God showed his greatness. Hallelujah. If you read Daniel chapter 3, it talks about how the three friends of Daniel, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, through them, they prove to the kingdom. They know that the Babylonian Empire is, is a, they, they are people who do not know God. The book of Neza and his people, they serve other gods. They didn't know that there is a living God. Well, in those times, they used, to, they used to believe that there is a higher God, but they didn't know that higher God. They used to believe that there is the holy God, but they didn't know that holy God. But through Daniel and his friends, that empire, that Gentiles, those people who did not know God, like this generation, they got to know that there is God. That is the reason why a point in time, in Daniel 3, when the king made a statue that everyone should bow down and worship that image, and Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego decided not to bow down to the image. They were thrown into the fire. But the Bible says that the Nebuchadnezzar himself got up and saw what happened and declared that, wow, I see four men on whose bodies fire had no power. Men who, on whose body fire had no power. And because of that, Nebuchadnezzar got to know that indeed there is no God like the God of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Hallelujah. Now here, through Daniel, it is going to be made known that there is a mighty God. And look at what he says. There is a man in your kingdom. This was the the son of Nebuchadnezzar. He's called Belshazzar. At that time, he had taken God's cups, uh, the vessels, the golden vessels in God's temple for his party. And then God got angry with him. And there was a writing on the wall. 
and they needed someone to interpret the writing on the wall. And so the queen said, there is a man in your kingdom in whom is the spirit of the Holy God. There is a man in your kingdom in whom is the spirit of the Holy God. In the days of your father, light, understanding, and wisdom, like the wisdom of the gods was found in him. Hallelujah. There is a man in your kingdom in whom is the spirit of God. Hallelujah. I believe that if we stand out for God just like Daniel did, it will be said of us, hallelujah, we will be able to prove to the world that indeed there is a man. You, you see, because, because you allow yourself to represent God, to ex- for God to express, because we the church, we are allowing God to express his manifold wisdom, his great wisdom, his sovereignty, his majesty, his power through our lives. It will be said of you, it will be said of us, that there is a man, maybe your colleague, in, your, your neighbor, or maybe your colleague in the, in the office might be having a, might, might be having a discussion with, 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 with his friend somewhere, and, and they will be saying that, oh, I don't, I don't really understand why some people continue with this chatting and trying to say God, and, I don't, I, but your, 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 your office mates will tell them that, Actually, there's a man in my office in whom is the spirit of the Holy God. Hallelujah. There is a man. What's their discussion? What's his friends are saying that, oh, there's, oh I, I don't understand why people are going to church and always talking about God. I don't know what. He will tell them, your office mate, because they've seen the light in you, they will say, that there is a man in my office I've seen. I, as a matter of fact, I, I, I didn't believe in this church thing. As a, I, 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 myself, I was just like you guys. I, I didn't know why people should be going to church. I didn't like these church things. But there's a church in, uh, in my street, the people who are, who are living here. They will say that there's a church in my streets in, in, in whom is the spirit of the living God. In fact, there's so much life in that church. If any, any time I'm discouraged, any time I'm down, I only need to step in that church because the power and the presence of God is in CICC. <laughs> Hallelujah. The power of God is here in this church. That is, we are making known the wisdom of God to the world. Man has, no man has seen God. Men do not know God. But because of us, because of the church, they are getting to know that indeed there is God here. They are getting to know that the spirit of the living God is right here. There is a man in your kingdom, the in whom is the spirit of the Holy God. Hallelujah. There's a man in this church. There's a man. They'll, they'll be saying about you. There's a man in my office. There's a man that I work with in whom is the spirit of the Holy God. Because since he came to the office, the kind of light, understanding, and wisdom that I find in him, indeed, God is with this person. And in fact, because of him, I've also started going to church. Hallelujah. That is what God is expecting from us as a church. That is what God is expecting from us as individuals. To be perfect representation of God. God has so much treasures to show to the world. God has so much treasures. He says to preach among the Gentiles the unsearchable riches of Christ. The riches of Christ that have no end. The infinite riches of Christ. The unsearchable. If God is revealing these unsearchable riches through your life, you can imagine how wonderful, how marvelous your life will be. 
to preach among the gent- God desires to show all these things through us. Hallelujah. If the world is not seeing this, if the world is still the way it is now, then it means that something is wrong. Then it means that there's something, it means that we are failing to shine as the light of this world. It means that we are losing our taste as the salt of this earth. That's the reason why these things can happen. Now, why should this happen? Let's, let's go to Daniel chapter 6. I, I want to... Daniel chapter 6, I'm reading from verse, verse 1 to 5. It pleased Daniel to set over the kingdom 120 princes which, stood, which should be over the whole kingdom and over these three presidents of whom Daniel was first, that the princes might give accounts unto them and the king should have no damage. Then this Daniel was preferred above the presidents and princes because an excellent spirit was found in him. Hallelujah. And the kings thought to set him over the whole realm. And this Daniel was preferred above the presidents and princes. For Then the presidents and princes sought to find occasion against Daniel concerning the kingdom. But they could find none occasion or fault for as much as he was faithful. Neither was there any error or fault found in him. Then said these men, We shall not find any occasion against this Daniel, except we find it against him concerning the law of his God. The Bible says, This Daniel was preferred above all the presidents and all the princes because an excellent spirit was found in him. This Daniel was preferred above all the presidents, above all the princes, because an excellent spirit was found in him. They realized that, no, this guy was different. He was really shining. The light of God's glory was really radiating through his life. The Bible says in, in Hebrews chapter 1, verse 3, that the sun is the effulgence of the Father's glory. The sun is the brightness of his glory and the express image of his person. Daniel was really showing. He was really shining. He was really manifesting the fullness of his glory. So the Bible says this Daniel was preferred above all the presidents and all the princes because an excellent spirit was found in him. Hallelujah. I'm sure that's going to be said concerning you too. Wherever you find yourself, you are going to be distinguished above all your peers because an excellent spirit has been identified in you. Wherever you are working, wherever you find yourself, every man is going to see you. You are going to be distinct. You are going to be distinguished above all because an excellent spirit, a spirit of, say, I have the spirit of excellence. I have the spirit of excellence. Hallelujah. Wow. So because of this, the people could not understand what at all is with this Daniel, that he's prospering. He is prospering. He prospered in the reign of Nebuchadnezzar. Now in the time of Belshazzar, he was still prospering. Now in the time of the Persian Empire, he's still preferred above all. Why? What at all is with this Daniel? They, they could not figure out. They were trying to find it. You know, when you are beginning to excel and you are prospering and you are, you are exhibiting the greatness of God, the people of the world want to find a reason 
like people start getting jealous of you and start trying to find uh, something, try, trying to figure out what at all is his secret? What at all is causing this? They tried, they invest, they did, uh, they, they studied Daniel for a long time and they realized that they studied every movement of Daniel and they saw that no, it has to do with his God. They realized that no, we will not find any occasion against Daniel except concerning the law of his God. That is exactly what the devil has discovered. Realizing that the secret to your flourishing, the secret to your excellence is because of your connection with God. In Psalm, Psalm, Psalm 92, verse, verse 13 and, and 14 says that they that are planted those that are planted in the house of the Lord shall flourish in the course of our God. They shall still bring forth fruit in old age. They shall be fat and flourishing. Realizing that the secret to your success, the secret to your flourishing is because you are planted in the house of the Lord. That's the reason why the devil is trying to find any reason to weaken your relationship with God. Realizing that it is because of your prayer that is, make, that is causing your life to excel, that is causing your life to advance. That is the reason the devil is trying to find reasons to, to weaken your prayer life. He's trying to find reasons to stop you from coming to church. He's trying to find reasons to discourage you. Realizing that the secret is in your connection with God. Realizing that it's because you are planted in the house of the Lord. That is why you are flourishing. He's trying to find a reason to stop you from being here. It is those who are planted in the house of God. Not those who come once a while and go. Those who are planted, who are established. It, the secret is in your establishment in the house of the Lord. Because they realized that the secret was in, the, in his connection with his God. With the source of his life. So they decided to find a reason against Daniel. They knew that then the only thing I need to do is to, is to make a declaration, is to, make a, 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 is to find a way to stop him from connecting with his God. And that is exactly what the devil is trying to do in this generation. Realizing the source of our strength, the source of our power. That's the reason why Pharaoh, when uh, 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 the, the, the same principle that Pharaoh used, he's using it now. When Moses went to, went to say, let my people go, he now began to increase the tax of the, of the Israelites so that they will have no time for God. And that's exactly, that's the reason why now he begins to increase your tax. He begins to make you so busy, so busy that if, now, now, if, even at your workplace, now they want you to work on Sundays. Now they are beginning to increase the allowances for the overtime allowance for Sundays so that you... you, you <laughs> You, you, you find a reason to escape church. Increasing the tax so much that you become so busy that on Wednesdays, by the time you close from work, you say, oh, I'm too tired. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not coming to church. Today, today, I was so stressed in the office. I don't, I, I, don't, I don't like what I went through in the office. I don't think I will be able to go to church. That's the reason. Put so much tax on you, so much that you, 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 you come back home on a Thursday and you say, oh, what a toy chapel meeting. But today, you are not going to allow that to happen to you. You are not going to allow the deceptive schemes of the enemy to work against your life. You are not going to sit down for the devil's scheme, this subtle scheme, to affect, to prevail against your life. You are not going to sit down for your faith to gradually be weakened because of the devil's deception. You are not going to allow that to happen. 
You are going to be like Daniel, that irrespective of your busy schedule, I want you to know that Daniel was a very busy person. If, if, if you follow what we read, he was above all the princes, the, the entire Persian Empire. The entire Persian Empire it was, it was a combination of two, two kingdoms, the Medians and the Persians. And he and there had been set three presidents, and Daniel was above all the presidents. He was, he was a very busy man, but the Bible says that he makes sure that he sustained an altar of prayer in his house three times a day, irrespective of how busy the things he had to attend to. He was very accurate. He was very consistent with his prayer life. Three times a day, he made sure that he goes to pray every day. That's the reason why they discovered that, no, that is his secret. He was praying and at the same time excelling in his work. So we have no excuse to say that, oh, I'm in school, I'm burdened with so many work, so I can't, uh, I, I, I have all these things to do, I've been giving. So Daniel was so busy, yet he, he knew, he knew that this, he knew the secret to his success. So no matter how busy he was, his altar was constant. And that is, the, that is what you are going to do from today. You are going to make sure that you sustain a constant, a consistent relationship with God. You are going to make sure that nothing is going to weaken your Christian life. Nothing is going to weaken your faith. You're going to make sure that your relationship with God is, is solid, is constant. Your prayer life, you are building an altar of prayer in your house, making sure that you are consistently praying. If, if, if you make, if, if, you, if you build, build an altar, like for instance, if we decide to say that every morning, I'll wake up between 4 and 6 to pray every morning. Or if we decide to do it consistently for, for some time, God notices, God pushes down. And at that time, every morning, heavens are open unto you. That is what we call an altar. And that's the kind of thing Daniel had built. It becomes a meeting place between you and God. At that time and at that place, God, that is why this place is an altar. This is, this is why this, because that is the place, this is the kind of thing we have created here. Consistently, we are here to worship God. We are here to meet the Lord. So now anytime we come here, God knows the heavens have time, uh, heavens have taken notice of this time, this system. The moment we come here, heaven is already open onto any prayer that you pray. You may stand anywhere and pray, but sometimes when you stand at the place where there's an altar, there's a difference. Because the presence of God is already there. And that's the kind of thing you are building in your life from today. No matter your schedule, you are ensuring that your prayer life is constant. No matter your schedule, no matter the situation, you are ensuring that your Christianity is not going to be weakened under any circumstance. You are going to be determined to stand to represent God in this generation. We are going to make sure that what God has given unto us to do, we are doing it in Jesus' name. And we are not failing him. We are going to make sure that we make, we make known unto the principalities and powers in the heavenly places the manifold wisdom of God. To the intent that unto the principalities and powers in heavenly places might be made known by the church, by you and I, the manifold wisdom of God, the unsearchable riches of Christ, the excellences of Christ is being made known through you and I. Hallelujah. We are making the world know that indeed the Lord is God. Hallelujah. The world... The world, they used not to believe in God. But because of you, they will say that indeed, the Lord, he is God. Hallelujah.